0: Hello and welcome to PCB Chat, where we talk with experts across the printed circuit design, manufacturing, and electronic supply chain fields. I'm Mike Buto, President of PCEA. Regular readers of PCDNF and Circuits Assembly Magazine will recognize today's guest. John Burkert Jr. is the author of Designer's Notebook, the monthly column on PCB design engineering. Over his long career, John has worked on everything from military to telecom to consumer hardware and automotive. His experiences range from RF to high-speed digital design. We first ran across John on LinkedIn, where he started publishing his design tips and tutorials. I should add, Cadence noticed him too, and now he's published almost 150 columns to its blog, which can be found under resources.pcb.cadence.com. John, welcome to PCB Chat. Hey Mike, thanks for having me. So while you are a design engineer of considerable prowess, I've actually invited you on today to talk about the so-called soft side of engineering, also known as people skills. Recently, you posted a 1250 word piece titled, there may come a time when PCB design requires people management skills. It struck a chord with more than a few designers and engineers, who shared similar anecdotes to your page. But let's not jump too far ahead. Can you just kind of recap the story for our audience?
1: All right, Mike. It doesn't put everybody in the best light, but um, I'll try to make it understandable in that there may be language barriers. There may be people who have pride issues or disillusionment or whatever it is that their own personal struggles that they're going through. You can't always know if they've understood exactly what you've said or what you've written or what you've given them. But... um Getting past these barriers, you know at some point you've made that connection, even if they're just smiling and being amicable going along, even if they didn't understand you or something. But if you've worked back and forth with somebody and you know they are, you know, uh, reasonably literate to the degree that they need to be just come out of their shell a little bit, uh, they might be doing better. But um, in this case, I was working with somebody and um, it – it is a board that I've done what I think the, the buyers told me we did 70 iterations of this on the same form factor in this. Only 70. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it's trying to get a Bluetooth and a Wi-Fi and a FM radio all working in the same little, you know, area all on the same chip. And so that coexistence was hard to uh, get. And, and, also working it out for every kind of customer that might want to use it. You know, so those reference designs. And so we got into a design of this same thing that I'd seen many times in my six and a half years there. And um, when I did the placement, it was clear that a couple of things that we didn't have a clock because there were two names for the clock. And the other thing was that the uh, two connectors, the mating connectors on the bottom of this were, uh, I believe they're 60 pin connectors and they sit on a uh, test fixture that is the same every time as a reusable thing. So when something comes in and the pins don't meet pin one versus pin two and pin, you know, so the entire thing is backwards as though it were the mating connector on the other side of the board or something. But we know that placement wasn't the issue. It had to be the connector because our EMN files actually place those hard placed components, you know. So it was it was a very uh, um, neat uh, approach that Qualcomm took to all of this, but um, because of that, I knew for absolutely certain that those two connectors were wrong. That you've got the mating connector or something, you know, that um, they just didn't fit. And so I left them there, and I, I made a bullet out of that, and I made a bullet out of the missing uh, um, pins for the. Clock and uh, then something else that I just don't recall. It wasn't as material, but um, time came and went. And um, I had asked him to make this change through a bullet point uh, of three different bullet points, then a memo of its own, and then in person. I he's over there, and I say, "Why don't we um, connect this clock? It's you know um, one of the main things we need, isn't it?" And he um, goes, "Don't worry about it." And I go, oh, well, okay. I guess we don't have to worry about that. Uh, And I won't be nagging him. I've already told him three times, you know. And and so um, we get to the design review and all around the room, people are going, come on, guy. I I thought we were going to talk about that diplex. We were going to change those two diodes to resistor. We were going to do this and do that. And nobody got what they wanted. And and so I didn't feel like it was just me or that uh, I was not able to communicate or that just not getting traction with guy and so later down the road i just quit working on it i had other things gps and so forth and anybody who would come into my room i would tell them about that but um at this point i wasn't really breaking it to my manager so much because he was really new and it was funny that i had worked with lance and jim and all these people uh at previous companies and they had Brought me along finally to the company that was acquired by Qualcomm. Well, finally Jim walks back into my little world because uh, um, and tells me that he's been at um, his own little startup in Florida and that he was uh, learning what we were doing and might work together again. Well, fast forward a little while, uh, my manager that was my manager at the prior company that got acquired. Um, He left, he went to Apple and so did, you know, some others. So I thought that maybe someday I'll be there, but that left me at a point where I only had uh, like the vice president. So my supervisor, the manager and the director were both gone. And so during this period of time, I started up on this job and that's when they introduced the uh, new director and he goes, oh yeah, I'm from Florida. And I said, oh, Kent, do you know uh, my friend, Jim. And suddenly, we're like long-lost cousins or something, right? We're just, oh, yeah, he's my CEO. Well, Jim never mentioned he was the CEO, but, right, he said it was his startup. But anyway, um, so I I had a real good ally there in manager. I didn't have a direct manager, but um, I didn't really want to bother him with something as trivial as, you know, he's not doing his thing. But when it came to the point where this is all I have left to do on this board is wire it wrong, Uh, um, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to take a stand and tell anybody that will come into my room. uh, um, We all have little private offices there uh, um, that this is what we're doing. We're not going to route this board. I'm going to work on the GPS and do this other stuff. And finally, one of my people come in uh, um, on my donut club. He's a real nice guy and pretty big guy. And um, he asked me, how's my board going? I wonder why he he wants to know. But um, anyway, I tell him, no, I stopped working on it because the connectors were wrong. And he's livid to hear this. He says, no, I want to hear this because he's got a board that is depending on Guy's board. And so to be this far down the schedule and to be wrong and have to start over on not only this, it's 120 pins that are wrong, but you've got to rename all of them. You've got to do your, and whoever's doing his board is going to have to take a few steps back. So he goes, well, have you talked to Ken about this? I said, well, no, but I have sent messages to, you know, guys, management, and, and so forth. It has escalated where I could, but yeah, it wound up being my director talking to his director before they would buckle down and say, this has clearly got to be done before you get your board done, and you're not getting it unless you, you know, uh, um, make the schematic and the symbols all match the um, outline drawing. So it was, a, it was a pretty strong mechanical group that uh, um, was doing that. So we we had a high confidence in the number of times we've done that board that I was right. And so when we got the board fabricating, finally, you know, did all of that, he came back and um, said, John, did you know that the clock wasn't connected? I said, yeah, you told me not to worry about it. You know, it's like, it (laughs) dawned on me that, you know, I was still dealing with a reasonable person at that time. And we said, you've got a clock. You'll figure out a way to insert that clock or something that you're doing here is, you know, part of the deal. And so it's like, uh, wow. So that's when I kind of felt most really bad for both of us. But I didn't get any blowback from it because, yeah, it's just how things went. But I did finally do the next two or three boards with with him and they all started coming out better because we came to an agreement where I would tell him about something a total of five times and that fifth time I would say now this is the last time you will hear about you know you've got the wrong component or you've got this or that I'm just going to let it go you know and the we agreed to do that, and the first time five, you know, warnings came up, and I told him, "This is your last." He really felt kind of bad. Oh man, really? I'm out of warnings now. <laughs> you know? And but uh, with that in mind, the the other two engineers that were doing board design would see guy coming and away they'd go. Man, he'd be running across the way. And another one was down in San Diego. No, I've got five boards on my plate. I really can't help you out with that. I worked with him more and more, it seemed like, because I was the junior one there. Frankly, they'd been at their companies longer. They had acquired this person by like carving out the Bluetooth assets of some other company. It wasn't, you know, they bought the whole thing and they're you know, it almost felt like they maybe betrayed him in his a previous job and let him, you know, be sold off to these. Um, big companies are different to work for. You know, you don't know everybody. You don't know everything you can get out of all these things. The point was that I didn't really go to my management for support too much because they've got a lot of things to learn and do at that period of time. Had it been some of the other people who had leaned on me and recruited me to that company, I'd be, come on, Joe, why isn't, you know, this guy getting his thing done? So uh, go and talk to his manager and, and, you know, make this hope. Otherwise, I can't do my job. And so um, just talking to him and being dismissed on these concerns, uh Right. Then, um, my only way to uh, react to that was just not work on it anymore. And um, finally, that and and telling everybody, uh, um, telling that person who was deeply affected uh, um, in particular, that uh, got the ball rolling and getting this fixed. So um, that was a lesson learned in uh, um, one patience, but also trying to empathize as why you know and maybe it was the shame of now I've got to go and tell somebody else that their board is messed up too. Or, you know, it's just, uh, um, I can't really put myself in his mind, but you can try to at least uh, um, understand that, you know, there's something that motivates these people. And I was looking for what it was just to get to the beat, task oriented, you know, and uh, to say, this is what it's going to take to get this done. And this is how I'll work with you and setting boundaries at that point. And so that worked out, I guess, OK, you know, in the end.
0: <laughs> well, John, your, your story really resonated with quite a few of the folks that you are connected with on LinkedIn. Uh, they started chiming in with uh, some of their own comments and anecdotes. and it, it reminds us again that communication really is an art. But I would say for the artless, and there are lots of them, we have to devise ways to stay focused on the bigger goals and get the job done. Would you say, and you've worked for a lot of really big companies, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, GoPro, Google, Apple, uh, Qualcomm.
1: Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, that's all. (laughs)
0: Right. Without picking on one company or another, could you say that in your time and across all these different jobs, you found a particular structure that seemed to be the best in terms of um, ensuring that the information that needed to get shared got shared in a in a time-sensitive way, but also in a way that sort of reduced the amount of what I would call ego or ego bruising really involved, right? I mean, if it weren't for egos, we would have never done all the things that we've done. We've no, no one ever goes to space without people saying, hey, look, we can get somebody in space. I mean, that takes brilliant, engineering, but also just a lot of belief in yourself and maybe a little bit more. Um, So, I mean, I don't want to underestimate the the value of thinking big and feeling like, you know, you're right and everybody else is wrong. That said, have you ever come across a way that you say, okay, this company really sort of gets it in terms of getting these different uh, design disciplines and engineering disciplines to all work and grow in the same direction?
1: By quoting a CEO And then filling in why he said that, um, I might be able to shed some light on that. It was something that a guy said at Spectrian when we were trying to go public, right? And um, he said, you're not going to suffer for any not having software or not having quick turn boards. Everything you need to succeed, you're going to get. Okay, you're going to ask for it. We're going to do what we can do because we're going to go public or we're going to hit the wall going 100 miles per hour. There's no waning and slowly dying company that, you know, is clawing. No, we're going 100, you know, give it all you've got. We're going to spend what it takes. And when we make our splash, they change the company name. They change the company culture. Uh, um, he was on the PA. Remember when PAs were inside companies? And Doris, please phone number seven. seven you know, so, so you'd have a receptionist that would, Talking nobody else would. Well, he took over that. And every Monday, he'd tell us exactly what the company is doing, whether we'd make a good short, you know, or something like that. Uh, um, so yeah, he was a very, uh, uh, that kind of oversharing, um, CEO that fosters that kind of communication throughout the company and, and says, go get them. We're a small team where there are bigger companies that spend more on tissue paper than we're worth, you know? And so, um, we're <laughs> going to uh, change the world, you know, in our little space, let's go do that. And they did, they, um, got Qualcomm as a customer. They, you know, uh, built out the cell phone network and 2g, 3g, you know, and so on, uh, before becoming some of, you know, getting sold off. But, um, Yeah, it was that time to have a corporate doctor come in and and, um, give us that rah-rah and give us the free reign to if we need an auto router, so what? Let's route or rent it or, you know, uh, um, hire somebody that's going to use it, you know, pull in and resource or do what you have to do. If you don't have it and you can get it, and that's when a small company that's, you know, still spending their betas, you know, funding or whatever, um, when you're working with someone like Google, it's like fail fast, you know, get out there, be small and scrappy while you can, and don't pay attention to the little things look at at the bigger picture and um at some point we're gonna hold your feet to the fire and r- require you to do things in a more documented way and stuff and, and become bureaucratic. They do this incubation and they pull you through. Um, so it has to be scaled to what the company can do. But right, the, we had the right CEO at the right time that just came out and gave me an outlook. And the people that I'd worked with, um, we all shared that. And so it is really starts at the top and, and um, percolates down. And I think that was the best. I would say that the most together engineering group was Qualcomm, though. Just their methodology, the fact that they could reach across borders. They were already set for this pandemic. Because of their dispersed uh, workforce, so that's the big thing about big companies is that they have, to have work um, away from one another, not just different buildings, but different cities and, and all of that. So, yeah,
0: I've always loved the phrase "fail fast." Uh, that pretty much describes my baseball career. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> so last thing, uh, and you didn't you didn't ask me to plug this, but I want to bring this up. A year or so ago, you you worked on and produced a, I think it was a sixteen section. Tome, really, on uh, Printed Circuit Board Design, and uh, I know that that's available on the Cadence blog as well. Um, Can you briefly talk about what prompted you to do that?
1: writing almost everything I knew, it kind of leaves me in a space now where I don't have as much to even think about writing. And I'm looking at some uh, more esoteric uh, uh, topics. However, there have been a number of people, uh, uh, many thousands of followers myself, uh, nothing like Cadence has, but um, I do get a lot of reader mail. And they said, do you have something like that? And then pandemic came along and uh, I had the hours to do something with that. The inclination... And um, Cadence was um, behind that. And um, this is breaking news that uh, I don't know that they've shared yet. So I don't know when your blog, uh, your post comes out. But they're going to make that into something that's more portable for people, like an ebook, So you don't have to go to that. And you can have this copy on your own server or something. And I say, well, hmm, maybe I could update it. That's things a year old. <laughs> but uh, I'm not updating it at this point. But they, they did just uh, let me know that. Some of the people had asked me, were, was there a way to make that uh, um, to go? You know, so that they don't have to uh, be online to get that. And uh, I said, yes, there there will be soon, I suppose.
0: Awesome. Well, congratulations again. And the, the, the blog is available at resources.pcb.cadence.com. If you're looking for John's series on PCB design and layout, uh, look under the word section. It's it's really section one to sixteen. And uh, PCB
1: design from start to finish is the title of that. Yep. And funny thing, before we had any sort of um, really recognized shortages going on now, uh, like we have now. The uh, um, the first thing I mention is. Talk to your vendor, show them your stack up, make sure they've got material. And the last thing it's just a whole chapter, vendor management. And so and that's when you kick it off and to keep them going. I mean, I've got vendors here in um Sunnyvale. And I can just get on my bike and go down there. I've taped it out. I'm going to see you guys in cam. Anything looks weird. I left a little piece of silkscreen from some other board way far away off the side of my, and I didn't notice that. Well, yeah, scrub that and keep working. <laughs> and so uh, I, I do like uh, um, working with our local vendors if we can. But, uh, you know, sometimes they're not up to the, uh, the type of board that we'll do. So uh, there's easy boards. There's HDI yeah, we have to go where the the best prices and time lead times are. So, and that's not always China, right? The um, as, as an off topic thing, we were diversifying before diversifying was cool over at GoPro. So we we have shops in Mexico, Vietnam, and, and, and so forth, um, and over in Shenzhen. So, um, uh, because I think it was tariffs that were driving us to build you know stuff for Americas, but now it's uh, just how things are right? Um, it's a big world, and yet it's a small world.
0: Well, speaking of off-topic, if, uh, if for whatever reason you, uh, you don't trust John with your or advice on print circuit boards, maybe you trust him on, on biking, because <laughs> I sure have. I've gone to him <laughs> for advice on, uh, on bike procurement. So anyway, that's a topic for another day. Our guest today has been Senior PCB Design Engineer John Burkhart, Jr., And uh, I want to also thank our sponsor, PCB West, the leading conference and exhibition for printed circuit design and design engineering coming October 4th to the 7th to the Santa Clara, California Convention Center. Learn more at PCBwest.com. For PCB Chat, this is Mike Buto. Have a nice day.